shooter. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Oh, hey, did I tell you that I uh, jumped on the Disney bandwagon with you? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, what are you watching? Dude, I'm not watching much outside of The Simpsons. I've now watched all three Mighty Ducks movies again in my life. Do you like the third one? Dude, the third one's... The third... Mm, it's a toss-up between number three and number two for my fave. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the first one as much either. Yeah. I did have a buddy, you know, for the Mighty Ducks fans up there, we won't spend too much time on this, but I have a buddy say he watched the third one the other day, and he hated it because he'd never realized how spoiled and ungrateful those kids were to be going <laughs> to a private school on scholarship. They just hated everything about it. Oh, that's so true. You know <laughs> Except what? Except for the black kid who was like, <laughs> Man, no, I, I got an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know what I can do that's safe in my neighborhood? Watch TV or something like that. <laughs> you know what? Keenan Thompson. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's exactly it. Keenan Thompson. But <laughs> I think I came to realize how ridiculous that movie is where he jumps over this like entire construction site. Well, not quite over the entire thing. Or they like they come rollerblading and jump off this SD2. bridge. No, 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 no. He jumps off a bridge as well. Oh, maybe you're right. You might be right. Yeah, 100%. I remember that. I remember thinking it was so cool, but, you know, when you get older, you're just like, yo, that kid was on rollerblades. <laughs> but, the, but the third one, they're like, bridge, and they jump off this massive bridge to join everyone else, and it's like, your ankles would be so broken, <laughs> along with the wheels on the bottom of your rollerblades. Oh, man. Oh. Dude, but yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. I don't know that I really, I mean, I signed up for the year. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think they'll, you know, they're coming out with a bunch of And you know what? Uh, I started watching that... this show called The Mandalorian, Star Wars. I started show. to. Yeah? You a fan or not really? You know, it's okay. I, if I never saw another episode, I'd be fine with it, but it's done well. Yeah, see, I, I enjoy it, but I'm not, like, attached yeah, to it. Not that attached you to know, it. You know, there's, like... There's levels of attachment, like there's Breaking Bad attachment where I just, I feel like I need a new season every week because I can binge through it that quickly. Right. And then there's yeah. Mandalorian where it's like, meh, yeah, again, I'm with that. you on that. If I never see it again, now it's I, like, that's okay. Now I get all the memes about that little Yoda that everybody's been posting. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny though, Brittany was watching some older movies she watched uh, Peter Pan, and she was like, oh. I did not. She's like, I didn't realize how awful this movie was. Dude, like, first super all, racist, Pan. man. Yeah, Peter Pan. What makes dick. the red man red is a exactly. song there. It's like, ooh, exactly. this, did not, uh, this did not age well. Let's put it that way. Peter Pan's a terrible person. And then she's like, "This that scene with the indigenous people is so bad. Because they're not even, they didn't even draw them like real people. They're just like these caricatures with red faces. <laughs> yeah, they can't man. even. They just speak in that stereotypical Indian, you know, like, how? What yeah. can we do? You know, and it's like, how is this? It's just so funny. It was so acceptable at the awful, time, though. Yeah, I know how awful that is now. But, you know, 
That's that's right. kind of the sad reality of it, though, because that was probably made in like the '60s or the '70s, and it's like, oh yeah, it was 100 percent acceptable in society. Yeah, we watched the the rescuers down under. Oh, uh, no, 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 just the rescuers. Oh, come on, man! Just the rescuers. Um, this yeah, 1977. That was, it was 14 years or 13 years between those two movies. Um, and yeah, they they're like the rescue aid society is like a United Nations. They meet below the right. real United Nations in a suitcase. <laughs> right, right. And they have all the countries and all the delegates. But then it's like Austria, it's it's Germany, it's the United States, the UK, oh, Kazakhstan, and then Africa. And there's one mouse <laughs> and it's from all of Africa. No, like, really? <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, uh, it wasn't as bad though. That movie. The, <laughs> The way the one mouse so in the bad. bayou drinks a lot, I don't think they would do that anymore. Like he just like wakes up and he's drinking his moonshine, and then he's like they're using it to run the little the boat thing. And <laughs> I don't think they drink as much in Disney stuff anymore. But that one drunk mouse was funny. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know what? Disney's got a few black eyes. That's just the reality of it. Oh, it's funny, but it's more the fact that they just didn't age well. That's that's all. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we can look back now and be like, oof, but, you know, whatevs, I think it'll be good, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, it's been great so far. I'm looking forward to it. I I enjoy kind of going through some of these oldies. It's good, but anyways. um, There's a big purchase today, Maddie. Dude, there was a big purchase. I'm glad that I brought this to your attention because I feel like, like the last one, which was Versace buying michael kors or michael kors buying versace yeah i can't I remember, remember which one it was i just remember the one who purchased was already public so then we were actually going to see what the value of maybe it was it must have been michael kors bought versace okay anyways fact is ladies and gentlemen louis vuitton has purchased tiffany's jewelers yeah and i mean it's it's when you say louis vuitton you mean the conglomerate that is louis yeah. vuitton Louis yeah. Vuitton's probably the most notable name uh, within their conglomerate. Because they of... own like Fendi, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton. Um... Is it Givenchy or Givenchy? Do you know. know which? Do you know which brand I'm talking about? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know though. I don't know how to pronounce it. Givenchy. But... Yeah, I'm looking here. This is this has got a lot of brands under here. Tag, Power, Hoover, Hennessy. Um, Moet and Chandon Champagne, Low, Low. I always think that there's three real brands that everyone like wants to wear: it's Louis hey. Vuitton, Gucci, and Versace. Right. What else are people like just dying to put on them? Prada, maybe. Sure. You know. Nike. Well, <laughs> different category. My bad. <laughs> maybe some like old Jordans. Yeah, but there you go. You know, you tell me when when uh, Louis Vuitton signs LeBron James to a shoe deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a big deal. People need to understand. Thirteen billion dollars was purchased. Wow, was paid that for much? it. Well, yeah. You know, the interesting thing, Maddie, is that as you mentioned, there's been some consolidation in this space, um, which generally actually speaks to, despite the huge numbers, some weakness. You know what I mean in the industry. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, so, and a quick Google search search shows that Tiffany has been struggling the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, they still got tons of brand recognition. Everybody knows who Tiffany is, and they must still be making some money. But it's not been trending well, and that's why they've been that's why they're selling. 
Why do you, you know? think that is? I don't know. I don't do, know if it's like. Do you think there's, there's still so a lot of wealthy others, people, other jewelers? But like, there's something to be said if you own jewelry from Tiffany's compared to. I don't know. I don't. I don't really People's know too many. Diamond yeah. store or something. Yeah, exactly right. Like or you're some, like, some, yeah, basic, you know, your local better. jeweler. Like, but, there's something to be said when you get a Tiffany's. What's that called? The blue, the robin blue or something like that. Yeah. You know, Robin's egg blue, I guess. Robin's, egg Robin's blue. aren't that's blue. What it is. But I mean, and that's the thing. I think it would be, you know, if, as an analyst, you could do a really interesting breakdown of, of different price points. Because I think for sure the lower end Tiffany stuff has been eaten out by either local jewelers, like like the bespoke small yep. shops, or online, or do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And then it's like have the middle to high end stuff actually stuck with Tiffany's because I feel like as a luxury brand, it would have. I don't intuitively that's what I think. I think you know you're not yeah. the people who are paying ten grand plus for you know some earrings are still not looking for a deal. They want the Tiffany's right. ones. Right. There's there is some kind of flex behind having that yeah. brand name. I think. And so maybe it's just, I don't know, we're just speculating. So maybe it is just the lower end where, you know, they might do much more volume. And then while they're, if they're not getting that volume, then, you know, or maybe it's because millennials are, we're less, apparently, we're less, uh, we care about that stuff less. We're more into experiences. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to spend as much on jewelry. And, you know, even though, truth? you know, the people who, the millennials who are shopping at Tiffany's are likely, from wealthier families or inheriting money, yep. but still maybe they're not spending the money. You know what? It that that actually might be a good point, especially for a lot of these high end re, like fashion brands and and uh, jewelers and stuff like that. Because you know, I find that I have an increasing number of friends who will boast about their you know shopping finds at thrift stores. Oh yeah, like, that's that's a thanks thing to, to Macklemore. Do, you know, or yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to Macklemore. <laughs> Uh, or, or, um, you know, that hipster culture that a lot of young people are about, it's, you know, it's about finding trendier stuff. It's about finding thrifty deals and, and finding it at garage sales or, or secondhand stores or whatever. It's not about wearing, uh, you know, Gucci and, and Louis Vuitton and, and Versace and Prada and all those big, you know, fancy fashion names anymore. Yeah, and that's just it. I I do feel like, despite the fact that there's, you know, I don't think there's any less wealth. In fact, there's probably more. I think maybe people are spending it differently. Uh, You know, and the thing is, like, look at Canada Goose. This is the luxury jacket maker. They'll sell jackets for upwards of a grand, and they're they're doing well. So it's like people will spend the money. I don't know. It's interesting how spending habits have changed, and maybe it's going to affect old world big brands like Tiffany's. Yeah, it's true. I just... I don't know. I think people are down to wear it if they can find it at the right price. You know, I was uh, I was looking at Louis Vuitton. It's kind of funny. I was actually looking at Louis Vuitton like within this last week, just checking out like what stuff costs there. Yeah. And my goodness, like wallets are hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Like five hundred bucks. And then I looked at like. Because I know that their market is dictated towards women. So I looked at like women's purses and wallets and stuff like that. And we're talking thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm thinking, huh? Like I couldn't believe it. And I remember being in high school. There was a girl I was in high school with. 
Her dad was rich, lived in West Van. Okay. And which, for those that don't know, West Vancouver, I mean, at the time, anyways, I feel like it's still an incredibly wealthy part of Vancouver and, you know, Canadian, you know, real estate and whatnot. But uh, she, he bought her a Louis Vuitton backpack. And we were probably like 16, 17. I didn't Just know to what, take the school, eh? I didn't um, know what Louis Vuitton was at the time, but I remember seeing that and going, wow. Like, I could, I don't know. I, As soon as I understood what it was and how much that kind of stuff cost, I was just, like, floored that someone would, like, one, spend money on that stuff, and two, just, like, rock it so casually. Like, what if you wreck it? What if it, you know, I don't know, falls in the mud? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what if it gets yep. dirty? I just, yeah, couldn't couldn't wrap my head around that stuff. So I myself, as much as I would love to be able to rock some of those brands, I just don't know that that'll ever happen, you know? Yeah, no, me neither. I'm not, I, and it's it's one of those things too where I feel like, and this is just a feeling, I don't know if it's true, but I, I feel like now too, it's like, like wealthy people don't wear the, the brand the logo on the clothing as much anymore or maybe it was never the case and so it's kind of like you know i've definitely been in in rooms or situations where it's like oh that guy looks like what he's wearing is expensive it's not a suit or anything it's just like regular clothes and it's and it's you know what i mean i think it's more subtle i don't know hang on let's let's back that up because that's like the wealthy nerds that don't do that no i didn't mean like they're the clothes are actually cheap i mean they're actually really expensive it just doesn't have a logo on it do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might just be like the the red and green Gucci stripes, or something it's saying Gucci on it, or even not like huh? no branding whatsoever. Like I remember this is specifically. I'm thinking. Yeah, but what's the point Brittany of wearing I, it then? Well, that's just it because like, it's like you're so rich you don't like, care. If I'm letting, if I'm wearing expensive like, stuff, I want people to see that I'm wearing expensive yeah, stuff. I know, but that's like regular people trying to wear expensive stuff because it's like we don't roll in those circles i don't know that's you know what true. i mean that's a good point too that's a good point too like i remember we were Brittany and i we were just going for a day trip to this private island and just off the coast of turks for Not this resort well it was just like family was going it was just like private island off the coast of turks and caicos mm. Well, off the coast of, not Turks Cake, is off one of the islands anyways. And and so, you know, the whole family was going, we we're just going to make a day of it, whatever. And there's these other two people on the boat. And they were young. Time out. We just like looking at them. boat? Are we saying that you just possibly rode in a yacht? Sipping no, champagne? No, no, no. It was just a ferry. It's a ferry. It's like a ferry gets you there. smoking jacket and a hat. No, no, no. It's not it's that fancy. glasses. I, I think you've got the wrong idea. <laughs> it's just a ferry that takes you to the <laughs> island. And then... Um, you look at them and it's just like just everything is just like ah, you know nothing has a brand on it but I know just intrinsically somehow that what you're wearing is very expensive <laughs> yeah there's just yeah. something about the look of it you just know they're rich yes ah. yes and it's like I don't know how you do it but you know it when you see it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it's true it's true there's something about it there's something about that those styles of clothing that you're just like gosh you're loaded aren't you yeah, yeah, I get exactly. that. I get yeah, that. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Either uh, way, I don't know. Sixteen billion dollars. See if there's any more billion. consolidation in the in the luxury space. You know, it's funny too because I think they've gotten big in China. A lot of these luxury brands because China's just coming up. You know, their middle class is you know getting now bigger and bigger really every rise. year. Yeah, yeah. 
So that yeah. might be their new market, right? Is well, not that it's a new market, but like that might be where the attention focuses because a lot of these brands are European. You know, yeah, Tiffany's obviously isn't, but um, you know, a lot of these fashion brands at least are you know developed in Europe for the most part, and so you know they they don't have any loyalty to the United States or or our market. Their loyalty is to whoever's willing to to pay for it. Yeah, they don't care. Like, who's going to buy this stuff? Awesome. They are in Asia. We're moving to Asia. That's exactly yep. it. And the beauty of clothing is that it has nothing to do with, like, you know, I find one of the real difficulties with, like, tech companies trying to reach into China or, well, mainly China, is um, kind of all the censorship that they're required to kind of ah, adhere right. by. Fashion, man, you're just trying to look good and trying to outdo your neighbor, you know. So there is there is no, you know, there's no hoops to jump through when it comes to fashion. You just, yep. you know, show out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Makes it easier to get into those markets. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, that's just my thoughts. I mean, I just like, I can just appreciate when a guy is rocking a really nice suit and then most of them are typically from you know high-end retailers you know? yeah that's true you, you you never see a guy looking really sharp in a suit that has come off the rack all right no you don't i don't care what anyone <laughs> says not unless it has been yeah. tailored to the nth degree so that it fits them properly yeah yeah and you never you know, see like just fire designs off the rack none of that so yeah anyways <laughs> i saw a meme today and it was a picture of just a guy's leg in a dress pant and he had like the cuff rolled up and it was like these crappy brown shoes yeah and it was like yo if your lawyer walks in like this you know you're going to jail <laughs> <laughs> oh man That's oh good. yeah no it's good man well, it's good well hey go in the other direction from the most oh, expensive to the world's most affordable new truck, apparently. <laughs> Dude, yes! <laughs> Everybody's been talking about Elon Musk's competition for the F-150. Dude, what is it called? The Tesla the truck? I don't know truck. what's the name. The Cybertruck. Cyber truck. Okay, oh. we are a little late on this. By the time you guys hear this, it's going to have been a little bit since the release of this uh, this news. But I think here's the best part. So they took a sledgehammer to the door. Yeah. And what apparently the happened... bulletproof window, yeah, that's supposed to be. What apparently happened was when they hit it with a the sledgehammer, there was a slight crack that developed in the base of the glass okay. underneath, the, underneath the actual window itself. So when a guy threw a steel ball at it, which was supposed to just bounce right off, it smashed glass because the glass was already compromised. Yeah, right, right, right. So, and to me that wasn't that big a deal. Like no. neither of those things are real realistic for my life right? ever. Yeah, yeah. Like I do, they don't care if it's gonna stop that ball or that sledgehammer. Yeah, <laughs> I need to just stop another vehicle that's going a hundred miles an hour, just in case. You know, that's yeah, exactly. But so, I just could not get over how ugly that truck was. Dude, oh my here's the thing. Gosh. It's super ugly. But there's something about when stuff is really ugly that it almost seems appealing. Ah, no, I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe. Dude, that's how I feel about Yeezys. 
They're yeah, an ugly about looking the PT shoe. Cruiser. Ooh. I don't feel like the Yeezys are appealing. The PT Cruiser was ugly, and it stayed ugly. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay, you know, <laughs> there's... PT Cruiser version two point. <laughs> Here's the problem that I think Elon is struggling with: is that he wants to extend the life of these batteries. He wants to make sure you can get every mile out of a vehicle that he produces because these, the battery life of these things is so limited, right? Right. But the fact is, there is something more to a vehicle, the beauty of a vehicle, than than just what's under the hood, in a sense. Well, and you know, looking at the other cars in the Tesla lineup, he knows that. You know, yeah. they're beautiful cars. <laughs> but when you look at the body shape of a Porsche or uh, a Ferrari or even a Mustang or a Corvette or... Like, especially, like, the the 1960s, 70s Corvettes, you know, with, like, those high-rise, you know, wheel wells. And yep, just, yep, oh, yep. there's just something gorgeous about that, man. Or if you look at, like, in the 60s and the 70s, um, the shapes of trucks with, like, they either had the square body or they had, like, kind of rounded edges to them. And it yep. was just, like, there's something about that that's just so appealing. Like, the vehicle just looks so damn good. That it's yeah, like, you I want it just because of the look. Now, this thing does not look like any of those things. Okay? <laughs> this is not bad. <laughs> Here's the thing I'm excited about. I'm excited uh, that they have finally expanded beyond just a car. Yes, being, so they had SUVs. They had crossover. Right, but being the first to the truck market is a big deal. Because you it's have huge. to think there are other, like, manufacturers that specialize in trucks. Dodge, Chevy, Ford. Even, you know, Toyota's trucks are solid vehicles. Uh, are. Nissan, again, another... People like those trucks. Another, yeah. you know, they're they're a little on the, I would argue, lower end. But the fact is, is that, like, Tesla beating all these guys to the truck market, I think, although it doesn't look as appealing, and it's probably not as powerful, because, again, it runs on electricity, I still think it's a big deal for them to get there first. Oh, I think it's just as powerful. I think that's the easy part. The electricity makes the power. Those I electric guess, motors are pretty powerful. It's just the range. Yeah, the you know? range is a huge killer. And I guess my big thought is, I don't know. My my personal thought is I would never buy a truck just for the sake of owning a truck. I need to have a purpose for it. Yeah, I don't think we're truck people by any stretch, and that makes sense considering what we do for a living. But um, but when I think of like my friends and my family and stuff, like my parents have a boat, they have a fifth wheel. Uh, my my buddies are big into snowmobiling, so they need to pack their snowmobiles around or uh, dirt bikes and quads and whatever yeah, else. And it's like there's, there's good reasons for a truck. And and the thing is the Ford F-150 is probably the best selling vehicle in North America right now. I think the Ford F-150 is the workhorse. It is the most profitable product line out of any North American vehicle manufacturer. I'm pretty sure. And that's why Tesla's making this truck. Okay. That's the bread. Hang and butter. on. Let me finish my point. My point was that these guys all need trucks. The problem is they need these trucks to go distance. Yeah. And this is the thing that I think Tesla is struggling with, is that you can't go hundreds of miles. You can go 300 miles or whatever on it. I'm just looking up the specs right now. 
but then you have to charge. And unfortunately, again, this is what we always talk about. Rural Canada, this thing is never going to sell. No, it won't. I mean, and it's like, I don't know if this is going to be the workhorse truck. I'm really impressed at the starting price point. Yeah. I mean, what does he say? 40 like, grand. Yeah, it's outrageous. I, in my mind, I'm like, yo, this thing's got crank windows and like. <laughs> no, this thing looks like Back seats. to the Future. I initially but, I thought mean, he was making a joke of the DeLorean yeah. when I first saw this truck because I was like, man, it's got kind of the same body shape to it. Like, Ugh. quite honestly, if those doors like just opened straight up, I yeah. would have thought he was just mocking DeLorean. Tesla truck specs. I mean, and that's the thing that's wild is I'm glad that they're doing this in that they're pushing the electric market forward. Yep. Right? So... Um, payload capacity of 3,500 pounds. It can tow 14,000. I think compares pretty well with the F-150. Um, and so they're pushing that market forward. And you saw it just a couple weeks ago. Um, Ford released a electric Mustang. Right? It's more of a crossover SUV than a, a proper coupe Mustang. But it's still like, okay, now we've got Ford who's releasing a Mustang. Ah, what's the range on this truck, though? Uh, for the Tesla? Yeah. Uh, I think the top model gets 376 or something like that. Oh, here's what he's saying here. No, no, no. He said it's 39.9 for the starting price. So that's yep. got to be the crappiest version. But 500 miles of range. That's actually pretty good. That's like 700 kilometer range to a to a battery, to a charge. Yeah, but that's with probably pulling absolutely nothing. That's true. Think yeah, about if you true. have to pull a trailer. And that's sort. the real question. And but if it if the range drops like gas mileage drops like a similar rate, yeah, then you're still competing. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but the reality is that you have to have just as many charge up stations on your long as trip. gas stations. And let me yeah, tell you, true. there are far more gas stations in rural towns than there are charging, charging stations. stations. Although, get this, Drum Heller has a great charging station right down at their huge community center. I just oh, on Friday night saw Tesla's like charging up there. Oh wow! I was like, "Where am I? Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, go. Alberta." There you go. Hey, like that truck is ugly, but it's driving the electric market forward. It is. So, yep. so I mean, can I, I knock it? Yeah, because Elon, do better with design. Just, okay, you're I'm better than this. I really was hoping that we've got something that's going to knock the F one fifty off. It's that's the big thing. Like when we see guys, listen, we live in Southern Alberta. When we see oil field guys buying electric trucks, that's when the battle was won. When guys in Southern Alberta, they won't. that's when it's over. Dude, when that's they when make like, an electric like dump truck or something like that for, for like, um, you know, industrial areas and whatnot for construction jobs, when they start making electric machinery like that, when there's an electric backhoe, an electric loader, all that sort of stuff, then then the war is won. But until then, we're always going to be dependent on gas and, and diesel. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I mean, the big the big stuff for a longer time, I'm just meaning like in the retail market when, you know, Joe Blow works on the rigs. It's like, yo, I'm going to go get my Tesla truck or I'm getting the electric F-150 Dude, instead of the gas or the you, diesel. Can you imagine <sighs> being the first guy in... For McMurray driving have an the Cybertruck, I feel like you would be Ooh. laughed out of any Ooh. work environment you work in. It's true. Well, you know, we had this chat in the uh, 
we have this conversation in our group chat, but I do think once the economics make sense, like the pricing, the range, some of these issues make sense. It'll happen really quick and guys will just be like, yo, it just made, you know, it's like when it's a financial decision yeah, at but the end of the day. They're digging I'm oil not gonna, out of the ground, man. I'm with you, but it's like, yo, I'm not going to subsidize, you know, Ford's gas truck by paying more to own it than their electric yeah, truck. You know what I mean? True. You know what I kind of <laughs> expect to happen actually is as people begin to purchase electric vehicles more, what's going to happen is supply and demand with gas will dip and then gas will become so cheap again. That it'll go the other way. That, no, you might that people right. will be like, wait, why am I switching to electric anymore when the biggest problem with driving a gas powered vehicle was the price of gas yeah and they're just going to stay with it i think there are those that are going to hold on and it's going to be just fine for them you might be right you might be right i think you know, it depends on how how we can generate electricity if we can generate it cheaply enough but there's something that's so convenient to you about never having to go to a gas station i would love that so much oh man just go to work and come home every day and never have to reach out like they never have to refill yeah, but, it is true. It is true. Yeah, I mean, as it is right now, I would love to have an electric car, but it's like, you know, we would never, you, Brittany and I do distance driving. You do yeah. distance driving. It's always like, okay, if you have an electric car and you regularly drive for more than a couple hundred kilometers, you need to also buy a gas car. You know what I mean? Hang on, repeat so just that. Not you there kind yet. of got choppy there. If uh, if you have an electric car and you regularly do driving, like, you know, we go to Calgary and back 300 plus kilometers um, in the winter, you also need a gas car. You can't own it by itself yet. And right. maybe some people think you can. I'm not talking about, like, all the inconvenient ways you can sort of charge up and figure it out. I'm saying, like, and it would be as simple, as quick and as easy as owning a gas car. I wonder what those batteries are like in the cold. And that's just it. I think they lose a, solid, a decent percentage of their charge in the cold. You know, Ugh. well, that's what they always say: is the battery tech is what really needs to catch up. Because eight, ten years on a battery, and it's like by the last probably past six years, it's probably so much worse than when it, you started that you really notice. And yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish Elon the best, and Elon, if you're listening. Um... Really hoping you would have put the F-150 in its place, but I don't know if that's going to do it, bud. You know, the other <laughs> part is, Elon, I really need you to change up this design. Like, I'm really excited that you have a truck out, but gosh, that thing is the most ugly-looking truck I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you're you're kind of right with the PC or PT Cruiser comparison. Like, it's, <laughs> it is the PT Cruiser of trucks. Oh, uh, man. That's funny. Gosh, that thing is gross. Yeah. It just, you know what? uh who the heck was it uh marcus brownlee i think oh yeah he made MKBHD. a comment <laughs> he made a comment he's like this thing looks like something i would draw when i was in like third yeah. or fourth grade and i was like yeah that's just exactly like, it you're right just man. all straight lines with your ruler yeah it's just <laughs> ugly Ugh. oh man it's just so gross but oh well it is what it is it is what it is shout out to elon appreciate it bud uh, all right maddie now question of the day okay question get to the end getting to the end of the year here getting to the end of the calendar year yep and that means as we start getting into 2020 yep it's gonna be tax season yeah yeah can you tell us when does someone need an account when can they do stuff on their own dude okay 
it kind of goes against, you know, as an accountant, it goes against everything that we kind of stand for to tell people that you don't always <laughs> need us. But the yeah, reality I so, is, hey. is I want people who are listening to this to really understand the fact that accountants exist for a great purpose, and that is to be experts uh, in a very important area of life, which is money and understanding tax laws and trying to help you in a sense, save the most amount of money or to, in a sense, like defer taxes uh, to a, you know, a, another year or a, a year where you might not make as much money, those sorts of things. So with most people, they always ask, you know, should I go to an accountant for my tax return? Well, yes and no. What you're getting from an accountant is expertise. Okay. So if you have complex issues within your tax return, go to an accountant. What's now, a good example of some complex issues that an individual might have? You know what? Here's always what I say to people. If you have a rental home, um, so if you own ex excess property and you rent it out part of the year and you're making income from that, um, going to an accountant is a good idea. If okay. you are a proprietor, which means you work for yourself or you have some business income on the side, you know, uh, that would probably be a lot of our friends who are into home businesses, like we talked about with multi-level marketing. Right, so, right. What we say? Uh, I don't know exactly how those work. Maybe you're T4 or T48 or whatever it might be. Uh, okay. If that's the case, you probably still have to fill out what's called a T2125 and... Um, and that's where accountants are, are helpful. They're going to help you walk through what you can expense, what you can't, how you recognize all your revenue, um, all those sorts of things. So mm -hmm. there's there's things like that. If you live up north, and by up north I mean basically anywhere, I don't know, north of like around Grand Prairie in Alberta, and I mean consider it from there and up, Um there's northern residence deductions, which is one heck of a form to fill out sometimes. So it's taking into consideration the location of, of your whereabouts. Um, if you have extensive medical expenses, maybe some of it's covered by a benefits provider, maybe some of it's not. Maybe you have to travel a lot for your medical appointments because you don't have a um, an expert kind of doctor physician in the field of what you're uh, needing medical attention for in your area, if that makes sense. So right, right. for that instance, I live in Drumheller. I'm guessing we probably don't have a neurosurgeon here. If I had to go and get brain surgery done, I'm most likely having to go at least to Calgary. Yeah. So then there are ways to claim those expenses of me having to travel there. Right. Um, if you've moved throughout the year, I myself am one of those guys. I had to move this year. Uh, so there are expenses that I can claim uh, when it comes to moving. And, you know, the reason I bring up a lot of these is because they are areas where CRA likes to stick their nose into. If they start seeing uh. that you've made extensive claims in moving expenses, medical, um, in your business schedule or your rental schedule, all those sorts of things, they're going to get curious they're going to start to go, did you report this correctly? Let's take a deeper look. And so they're going to want you to be able to prove and back up the information. And regardless of what people say, CRA, 
you are guilty until proven innocent. Right. They will withhold that refund or charge you excess tax because they are going, you have to prove to me that this is how it goes. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there are probably accountants who would disagree with that, but I am a firm believer that you should have all your ducks in a row before you take it to CRA uh, and and have all that information, you know, almost basically in a, like a nicely bound package so that if they do come looking, it's a quick scan onto your computer, send it through CRA online, and then it gets processed really quickly. It's yeah. better to be over-prepared than under-prepared with them. You don't want to mess around with the tax, man. Exactly. Now, if you're just, you know, that common worker who works a 9 to 5, maybe makes a contribution to the RRSP, gives some charitable donations like we always encourage you uh, to do so that you help lower some of those, you know, um, those taxes that you might owe, you're probably safe to just do it yourself. Okay. Right. Now there are those that are in that situation. They still like having an accountant do it. And you know what? As an accountant, I'm more than happy to do your taxes. Um, it is great to have it looked over by, uh, an expert's eyes. And and right. that's what we provide. That's really what you're paying for with an accountant. People might go, well, TurboTax is cheaper. You're darn right. It's cheaper. But no one's checking it for you. No one's going, yep, you got this right. Yep, you got that. Now, did you forget about this? You know, like we go that extra mile in making sure that you haven't missed anything. That's the biggest thing. We want to make sure that you're taking full advantage of your tax situation. And we want to make sure that, you know, and and also that you're not forgetting to do something as well. That's That's another big part of it. So... You know, that's that's really the purpose of an accountant when it comes to personal tax season. Now, personal tax is my absolute favorite thing to do, and I will shamelessly plug that if you are looking for an accountant, give me a call because <laughs> I will gladly do your taxes. Uh, Love doing taxes, firm. eh? You know, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we are more than happy to take on more clients when it comes to personal tax season. Um, and if you have, like, simple little questions, I'm always willing to, you know, help and give quick bits of advice i'm not going to do your taxes for you probably but i'll help you out where i can yeah so you know keep that stuff in mind guys i i would strongly encourage you if you think that there your tax situation is getting more complex than it once was definitely seek the advice of an accountant a lot of accountants will give you you know five to ten minutes of their day to see if you know it's worth it now, most of them are always going to be like, of course it's worth it. Just ask yourself whether or not that you if whether or not your situation actually calls for an accountant or not. Yeah. Um well, there you go. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing I guess a lot of people probably just get an accountant to do it cuz they just don't want to do it or they just think it's too complicated. You maybe could do it yourself. But you know, when in doubt, uh, get an accountant right and you know what it's it's no different than any other service industry you think about it when you order a pizza for dinner what what motivates you to do that one pizza tastes delicious but two yeah. you don't feel like cooking so you yeah, would rather exactly. have someone cook for you exactly and probably deliver it to your door while you chill and wait for it to arrive um no different than with an accountant you know, you are looking for someone to do a job for you that you don't feel like doing yourself a lot of the time. And that's cool, too. We're we're more than happy to do it. That's why we exist, is to do people's taxes. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you guys are looking for one, 
feel free to let me know. Otherwise, I mean, the thing is, is if you wonder whether or not you need one, let me know. I can always help you in and guide you in the right direction. Um, yeah, that's... He will walk you step by th- step through your turbo tax return. Definitely won't. For free. For free. <laughs> definitely won't. But that's the thing. Those services like TurboTax and um, the other big one is UFile. I've never used UFile, but I know with TurboTax at least, like you can pay the extra money to have a CPA look Review through your it tax for you. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, to basically like confirm it. And it's like those those services exist and you know, good for them for trying to capitalize on that like at home market. Um but yeah, we we exist because we believe in what we're doing. I know that the firm I work for it does great work when it comes to personal tax. We're very thorough and and we make sure that uh you know our clients, you know, save where they can and, and are aware of any taxes possibly owing. And so, you know, that's that's what we do. So I like it. I like it. Yeah. So anyways, consider whether or not you need an accountant folks for the for the upcoming spring and if so don't be afraid to reach out and uh i can help you out awesome well thanks maddie i uh maybe i will get an accountant this year i don't know maybe 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 who knows you got any good ones you can recommend dude i might know a guy. just kidding I might know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys appreciate you tuning in let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know if you have any accounting questions for Maddie, and we'll be happy to get him on here and, and answer them. Yeah. Until then, make sure you uh, show us some love on on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, give us a nice review on five star review on wherever you're getting your podcast from, whether that be iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, whatever it might be. Let us know what you think. Um, and uh, if you think we stink, then you know take a hike uh, if yeah. you love us don't let us know don't don't be afraid to don't be afraid to tell us yeah. stick around for that yeah <laughs> all right guys catch you later school me to the game now i know my duty stay humble stay low blow like hootie true pimp finna dough on the booty yeah there go mace there go your cutie